0: We are back for part two of best of the best for Dos Marcos for 2022. We hope you and your family had a very Merry Christmas and we are looking forward to a great new year. We are taking the week off here at the fam to relax. We're so excited to show you all that 2023 will bring.
1: Listen to this information we got from Genesis Credit. According to Experian, 40% of Americans have a FICO score below 700. That means Four of every 10 sales are potentially lost because a customer won't qualify for enough credit or at all through traditional financing. Fact is, customers deserve a second chance at affordable financing, and no one believes that more than Genesis Credit. As the industry's premier second-look financing solution for over 20 years, Genesis provides high revolving credit lines for customers with FICO credit scores above 550. And Genesis wants retailers to know that, hey, if you're seeing lower credit lines and fewer credit approvals from your first finance option, let Genesis Credit take a second look. Find the right fit for your customers' financial needs at genesis-fs.com forward slash the fam. Be honest, how much do you spend each year on product
2: photography? Aperture is the answer, Kinsley.
1: Products and
2: more products and vignettes
1: and tens of thousands of dollars in reshoots. I mean, ah, 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 the reshoots, and then it doesn't look consistent. Aperture is the answer. Look, the world's changed a lot. And one of the good changes is the tech driving aperture. Aperture is the answer. All right, Quinn, you don't have to say Aperture's the answer anymore, so why don't you go and
2: tell them why? Because it's the only tech company that William Sonoma ever bought. And for good reason, Kinsley. They had the same problems with product photography, and now they don't. And now you won't.
1: Let's say you need a mattress photo. Boom. Place that beautiful bed inside Aperture's nifty 20 by 20 beauty box, press a button, and the aperture machine does all of the rest. All the lighting and cropping and shadows, all of it. And better yet, once you need a different background or different lighting, no
2: reshoots. Your visual factory in a box does all the work. And you know what? You save some money, you save some time, and you create product photography that can move at the speed of your ideas. Start today at outwardink.com and tell them Dos Marcos sent you.
1: Because why? Aperture's, Aperture's the answer. The
2: answer. Welcome to the Dos Marco Show with
3: Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn. The galaxy's greatest mattress podcast has
1: liftoff in Three, two, one. Oh, it's the Dos Marco Show. And we are going to show you how to automate, elevate, and dominate. Outward Inc. is on the show today with innovative ideas to catapult your business to a new level. I'll tell you, Gaurav, one thing that we've talked about on the show in relation to visual merchandising Is the idea that consumers want to be able to envision the product in their home in a way that they are going to be proud of. I mean, there's so many people that want to make that Instagram worthy vignette.
4: Absolutely. We want to enable folks to really, uh, be able to see these products in situ in a way that's relevant to them in a way that's photo real in a way that doesn't look like a traditional background being pasted onto the photograph of. Up an item and so there's a lot of kind of i'd say sophistication under the hood in terms of how we do background environments they kind of auto adapt and scale when you hit that button uh in our software in a way that looks like it was actually shot in that environment and uh, yeah. i think that's been a huge of huge value to our customers
2: i want to make a comment for manufacturers out there i just want you to know like Part of how retailers pick any of us, because I was on the manufacturing side and sold for most of my career, but part of that is how easy are you to work with, right? So when you bring a product, that's just part of it, right? So the other thing is, like your bank of marketing assets, like I can't do anything with your product unless I have a way to build value in the products that you you send me to sell. And if you have a killer bank of photography that makes your products look really, really good then you're easier for me to deal with than the guy that doesn't. And what I love about your system is that you can literally, when you take the pictures of it, you hit the button, it goes into the cloud and then you could link me directly to that folder and I'm seeing the shots in real time and then that whole folder is available to me and my entire team anytime we need it. I think that's brilliant. You
4: know, it reminds me of how uh, West Elm installed our uh, capture rig. They installed it in Brooklyn a few weeks ago and they put it right in their receiving area of their sample warehouse. And so as soon as the product comes in, it gets unboxed, it goes into the aperture rig, they hit a button, they go put it in inventory. And that's been their take on kind of operationalizing silhouettes, small vignettes, close groupings, elevated shots, all of it. Um, And so the velocity without the loss of creative sort of flexibility, because they have a very different look and feel than a lot of our other customers, I think has is, is been really key.
2: Are you looking for awesome ideas to create word of mouth marketing, like the kind of marketing with massive return on investment? We have some ideas for you. So have you ever had someone, Adrian, like wow you to the, the degree where, when it got done, you just like everyone you talked to for like the next couple of weeks.
0: I mean, I'm sure there are numerous ones, but I was telling you kind of before we started recording. So I went to primetime this weekend and I flew Delta. And let me just say, in a prior life, I used to fly a lot and I had status on another airline, also known as American. Um, and and I, I mean, I was platinum, right? So like I got met at the gate with golf carts and all of the things. So I know what to expect from an airliner and I hated Delta. Like I had just never had a good experience with them. I will not fly through Denver because of Delta. Like I think Denver is not a great airport either. So when I ended up on a Delta flight, I was like, it'll be fine. Like as long as you get there, but I wasn't, my expectations were so low because of just prior experiences. And that's the problem. Like when you have one or two or multiple instances with a business, or in my case, an airline, you just have this very low expectation for them. Quinn, it blew me away the level of customer service that I received from Delta. And I know a lot of people are thinking, of course it's Delta. Like I love Delta. I did not love Delta before this event. Okay. But we get on the plane, everything is great. And like in the middle of the flight, you have a gentleman and I wish I had gotten his name. I ended up emailing Delta just part of this to tell them like, I was just blown away by this. He's a flight attendant and he's coming down to the main cabin economy where us peasants sit. Right. And he's just like, Thank you, you know, Mr. Williams for being a Sky member. Thank you, you know, Ms. Davis for doing this. We appreciate you flying with us. I mean, and three or four people back there that were Delta Sky members, that were just flying in economy, but he made a specific effort to go and find them during this flight and to tell them thank you for selecting Delta and flying with them. And it's the little things, Quinn, like that's just not a big thing. It didn't ta- he didn't have anything else to do other than pass out snacks, but he took the time and he took the effort and it made an impression on me just as a former small business owner. And now just kind of in this space, I'm like, it took him no extra time. And that meant something to me. And I'm not even a Sky Miles member.
2: So the point of this conversation for us is what are the things that have happened to you in your life, if you're listening to this show, that have wowed you, right? And, and maybe it didn't take much time or effort or even money, but it's just something that they did that was a little bit extra that was so big that now here we sit on this podcast telling thousands of people these same stories. And, 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 and it's got a major, it had a major impact on us, but it gets us excited for there.
1: Helix bear and probably some other names that you haven't heard of yet. The man that connects the threads between all of them, the product of Southeast Montana, Mr. John Merwin, the CEO of Brooklyn Bedding is on the show today. Go back and I want to fill in a couple of key questions. So whenever you're talking about that first Tuesday, when the story went up on Amazon, what year was that? Because I was thinking about that in relationship to some of the single mattress, you know, mattress in a box players that started pushing, you know, tough the needle by around 2012. Yeah, what year so was it, that was, for you?
3: it was, it, it was like 10, 2010 or 11, right, right around there. Cause it was, it was pre, it was before tough, the needle, tough, the needle started on Amazon um with like a little five inch futon and then, you know, then kind of went, went down the path that they went, but it was, it was like 10, 2010, 2011. And I still, here, here's the, I still, have, I still keep it, but I don't know if you guys can see this, but here's the, here's the little, they sent me this after the nine months and you know, I don't know if you can see it, but it says dream film gets your bed, but that was the, this was the little heading. And on the homepage of Amazon above
4: the pool. Right? This was, this was before,
3: you know, this was before Amazon real, you know, I, I, they were selling other things obviously, but you know, they weren't charging, you know, now they have co-op fees. And I mean, to, to get a heading like that, I don't know how much you would have to spend, but, um, you know at, at at the end of that nine months the lady called me and i and i said hey you know i, I just got to ask you know you guys said that you're only going to run this for one week you know how come you know how come you kept running it and she said well you know to be perfectly honest with you we would always highlight um authors you know we would highlight you know authors that were that had just wrote a book and and so we would put them on that heading and then they would sell a book for you know, fourteen ninety nine, and Amazon would take their, you know, whatever cut they were getting. And she said, we ran your ad and all of a sudden we're selling $600 mattresses. We're selling as many $600 mattresses as we were selling, you know, $15 books. And, you know, so, was, you know, the, the, the return on that ad, the, you know, that ad placement was phenomenal for me. And then I kept adding SKUs. And so I just kept adding selection and then it just, you know, I I, I kept, I would keep track of of the Amazon rankings and it, you know, when, at the end of that nine months of the top hundred beds on Amazon, I had 25 of them. And in the top hundred, I think I had like 12 or 13 of them. And so, you know, we were, and, you know, we were doing a tremendous amount of, of volume, at least back then to us it was a tremendous amount of volume and we're in this we're in at that time we're in like four different buildings because we're still liquidation you know i'm i'm buying different things from everyone and, and and uh you know i'm trying to you know i'm trying to get as as vertical as possible and this is you know i'm sorry but this i mean it's a crazy long story on how we got to where we got so we you know we would buy liquidation stuff. And so then I got a call from a FXI had a facility in Phoenix and, and they would call and they'd be like, hey, we have some foam. It's a little out of spec. So-and-so does, CERTA doesn't want it. Do you want it? I'm like, well, yeah, I want it. And He's like, okay. And I'm like, well, you got you to cut it for me. He's like, no, I'm not cutting it. He's like, you know, if you want to buy this stuff, you got to buy buns. I'm like, well, I don't know how to cut foam. And, you know, he's like, well, just come over here and I'll show you how we do it. And so I go over and he brings he takes me back there and he's like you know you got to buy a horizontal saw and you got to buy a vertical saw. He's like you should be able to find them pretty cheap and here's how you do it and and so boom now we're cutting foam and you know we start bringing in buns and we start cutting foam so like every step along the way we would you know we would learn how to you know how to how to build beds you know And, and you know that was us cutting foam and then it was, you know, I, I've, always, I've always wanted to get as vertical as possible. And so, you know, I launched a, I launched a line with a, with a big online retailer and I sat down with our coil provider and said, you know, hey, I, I really want this business.
1: Challenging the notion and the idea of sleep experts. Are we truly in a position as an industry to own the idea of helping people get better sleep? how are we going to position ourselves in the sleep conversation as a trusted resource when people don't trust the mattress to be a significant part of what most delivers quality rest for them and i think i'm like i don't want to i don't want to be the unconscious incompetent that's trying to shoehorn something into a space that the consumer doesn't trust us for now can we be mattress fitting experts? Can we be people that connect the mattress to the sleep conversation? I think so. I think that's a reasonable connection that we can
2: make. So let me ask you a question. When you go to a gym and you go in and you want to change your life, you wanna change your lifestyle and you wanna start working out. And let's say I'm a novice at that and I go in and I don't really know a lot about it, right? And so when I go in, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna get paired with what? Uh, A trainer, right? So at the gym, they're going to pair me with the coach. Now, what gives that coach, that trainer, the right to have a conversation with me about my fitness?
1: Typically, that person would have some sort of certification. They would look the part like, hey, this person's more fit than I am. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a pretty good filter for me. I'm like, the dude's less fit than me. I don't know if I'm going to trust and help me get to the
2: place I want to go. No, right. So, so, but there's an assumption made that that person standing in front of you has had some education. We don't ask them for his credentials, though. It's not like, hey, show me your certification. Even so, what certification would he get? I don't even know what they would call that. I'm sure there is one, right? But because their company has invested in the message of come here, we can help you train, we can help you get in shape, we can help you live, right? Now, because of that, that's what they stand for. That's what they represent. And so I I look at it through this lens. Like if we are retail, say, look at it from the retail perspective, right? So how many hours, Mark, of education do, do doctors, MDs of general medicine, or probably many different disciplines of medicine, how many hours of sleep training do they get? Do you know? Two on average. Two, and I've heard four even, so let's go big and say it's two to four. What if you're training your people with almost 200 hours of sleep training? Or let's say it's 100 hours of sleep training. Are they considered in the the, the grand scheme of things? Consumers, we heard that sleep doctor, right, during Dream Camp tell us that if they were going to grade consumers' knowledge about sleep, what what grade did he give us? It was like a low c no it was an f he told us (laughs) that consumers got an f score because they don't know very much at all about their sleep right so what is an expert in our field right if we've done our time we've paid the price we've gone through some education we have like you know earned our way into some of that conversation but you have to earn your way in and then on top of that you also have to message that right it's like hey look you can go anywhere to buy a bed but if you come here here's what we've done for you we put our people through training we understand the dynamics of how substrates and how different comfort layers react with your body we understand temperature regulation we understand the entire ecosystem of sleep. if you do that then all of a sudden you are the expert to that consumer and keep in mind that they're an f on their score so to us mark and they with think not, they're an a they think they're an a but so with not much heavy lifting if we make an effort to educate our own people in the category then holy cow like how could we serve like how much does it take for us to know more than them and it doesn't a take
1: it is a tale of two strategies are you going to discount heavily or strong financing offers we have real insights into which one is working best right now what do you think retailers out there some big retailers are discounting heavily and then in a tale of two strategies you have another group that's promoting strong financing offers like same as cash type offers so if you were going to just say at face value heavy discounts or strong financing, which of these is working best with consumers right now?
2: Wow. Either, or I don't know that it is an either, or I think it's a yes. And I think that um, because of where everything is now, I think people are trying to figure out any way they can to bring consumers to the table. And so I think it's deep discounts. I think it's focus on promotional categories, finance offers,
1: anecdotally i will tell you there is a clear winner
2: we have done a lot of research around finance and we've had a lot of those guys on the shows recently and so i think it's an interesting thing i think it's always a big part of our business right um uh, the mattress category and big ticket the cool thing about financing too is when you get that open to buy from the consumer because of their credit card um then all of a sudden uh price wins can tick up right because now they know that they've got like you know and then, you know, a lot of guys can say I like making it bite size or site you know like snackable content. So they're saying, hey man, like that's that's less than a dollar a day you can be in that bed. Like that kind of language. So the consumer goes, wow, okay. So would I give a dollar a day to sleep on that bed that is going to deliver a different quality of life for me and my family? Hell yes. Where do I go? And if you're connecting those two things, then even better, right?
3: You can bounce on it. Jim!